you should be looking up. Is there substance and sound science to looking up versus looking down? At something, for something, to someone? Here's three factual effects of looking up that are worth looking into. Daddy was a preacher, the man I wanted to be. No, he didn't wear a cape and he couldn't fly, but he was a hero to me. Believing heroes are human, but there's one thing I always knew. The whole time I was looking up to him, he was looking up to you. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of So, what if any really are the physical differences between looking up and looking down? Looking up to and up towards versus looking down at or down on. What's the physical difference here? The physical difference. Hmm. Physical difference. Good name. That was the name of my gym for almost 25 years. Physical difference. Now, as you know, changed it to Lenatics Lifestyle Gym to link up with this podcast and the Live Life Lean book. But physical difference was a great name for what it focused on. Doing things that made a physical difference for everyone that we worked with. And there are real physical differences that happen to us, in us, for us, when we look up. Look up physically and posturally. Look up ahead to and where we're headed, not just where we're at. Look up to someone someone to admire, someone to inspire us, and to learn from. So, how's your look-up these days? How's your look-up look? Your eyes, your head posture, your position, your neck and spine posture? Well, mine? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Mine sucks. Well, at least right now it does, because I've been working on this very podcast on my smartphone. But I've been doing it for you, so it's kind of like your fault. It's kind of on you. Just kidding. And honestly, I'm thinking today about one of my Parkinson's boxers, JB. I've spoken about JB before, and if anyone out there faces or knows someone who's fighting Parkinson's, please consider in your area looking into getting involved in a targeted, specific boxing program for it. It can be awesome for Parkinson's. 
Anyways, one of the potential symptoms of Parkinson's is called involution, or turning into ourselves, meaning inwards, exaggeratingly inwards. Not like turning into like our best selves, okay? And JB fights this bad. Just getting around, he has to wear a full-time collar and a brace to not, honestly, no disrespect, look like a human candy cane. And he has to keep his head up. Not just for his spirit, which is awesome and strong, but for his survival. His head down will get him stepping wrong and falling. His chest down, forward, slouched, almost collapsed, will make it impossible to breathe if he does not keep his head up. So yeah, our heads up attitude is about way more than just a heads up attitude. But for those of you like me who do not now have what we see as a significant postural problem, what are the positive motivations that will get us nodding in the right direction rather than just nodding off and sleeping at the wheel of our own head and spine positioning? What is the physical difference anyways? Physically? Actually, there's a real difference when we look up. From our depression to our decision-making powers, from our moods to our man juice. <laughs> looking up, looking up is really, well, something worth looking up, or at least looking into. There's science, there's studies, there's stats. Did you know there's an actual condition called tech neck, T-E-C-H, tech neck, a.k.a. cervical kyphosis? See, it's a frequently very uncomfortable, painful, radiating condition that results from the hunchback slouch that many folks just unwittingly do when they're using their electronic devices so much. They're smart phones. That sounds stupid to me, but hey, I do it sometimes too. It's funny how we so look forward to what our smartphone has to show us, but we look down so much to use it that it gives us problems to look forward to. But this whole lookup thing is not just about smartphones I'm talking here. Because smartphones, well, we know, they, they can make us do dumb things. But what about the day-to-day, -day, the minute-to-minute -minute in our life, the actual moment-to-moment -moment instantaneous impact of looking up? What does science say? Well, it says, do it. And it will impact how you feel no matter what the world or your smartphone puts in front of you. Here's an example. There's a study out of Ohio State University, early 2000s found that our opinions on something can subconsciously actually be influenced by our physical behavior like head position. When participants in the study nodded in agreement, that's the up and down motion, or shook their heads to signal disagreement, the side to side motion, these specific actions actually affected their opinions without them even realizing. Really just the position or the action taken by someone's head can get inside our heads and get us thought adjusting without actually choosing to. Wow, that's powerful. If you want to know three, what I think are fascinating facts that happen once our posture changes, here you go. First, for example, when we sit up straight, which I hate that term, I'll talk about it in a second, but sit up straight. When we do sit up straight, we are more likely to remember positive memories or think of something positive in general according to the experiments that they've done. Secondly, another fantastic fact is that if we skip or tiptoe during our daily breaks throughout the day, we can significantly increase our energy levels. Now you cannot skip 
looking down. You cannot tiptoe looking down. Fall down, go boom. But what most folks do, which is a slow, slumped, head forward walk, on the other hand, that does just exactly the opposite and it drains us of our energy. And the study found that those who said they were most affected by depression, at least as they reported before being involved in the study, they found their energy was drained more than others by this. So those who have it the least, they need it the most. Perhaps though, the best news is that head positioning actually repositions hormone production. Really, it does. They investigated it and the study used saliva samples to prove this. And it improved that an expansive posture, that big, bold, chest up, walking tall kind of posture, it actually altered the participants' hormone levels by decreasing cortisol, a negative destructive hormone when it stays in your body too long, and increasing testosterone. So yeah, it looks like the whole military, heads up, shoulders back, chest out, gut in, doesn't just look strong, it makes you hormonally powerful. Good job, G.I. Joe. <laughs> so improving my physical posture is something I keep in the back of my mind. That's something I know I should do, but I just never seem to get around to it enough. Instead of keeping it in the back of my mind, I should shift it to the very front of my frontal lobe and forehead, at least there. I'd look upwards towards it, like someone trying to see, you know, what color their eyebrows are. My eyes would look up, eventually my head would follow, and my posture would pull upwards as well. We should keep a careful eye on our posture and body language, lest it bring us down without us even realizing. I've always reminded clients that we are like horses who've been bridle trained. Where the head goes, the body will follow, looking up or looking down. One of the phrases I love as a trainer is to remind people to sit tall, not sit up, not sit up straight. Hell, that's what, that's what we were scolded with as slouchers in school. Hey, Hall, sit up straight, dude. <laughs> I'm thinking if I really want to be up and straight, you know, I'd just be up on my feet and straight out of this class when I was young. Now, I remind folks and request that they sit tall. And here's why. When it comes to posture, if we slouch, it negatively impacts our breathing, which negatively impacts our endurance and our performance. It negatively impacts our core recruitment. And that is something that we have to worry about when it comes to injury protection. And then, hell, if your body's working so hard to not feel the effects of being slouched, how hard can your body be working to become bigger and better and better and stronger? Slouch leads to an ouch. I know it's corny, but it's true. And that ouch leads to time on the couch which brings on that puffy pouch, which is the reason you're doing this. That's those extra pounds you're trying not to have. So slouch leads to ouch, leads to a pouch, and time on the couch, and your general health just heads south. The fact is, our posture can impact our mood and how you feel just to be able to live happily every damn day. And it can be done if we only self-adjust and attitude adjust with a self-induced spinal adjustment. But how? How do we instantly stiffen our own spine or maybe even do it subconsciously to counter the way life is leading us these days? Well, it helps if we consciously keep in mind some place to look forward to, something to look ahead to, and even someone to look up to. But where? But what? And who these days? Is it any coincidence 
that we are so fascinated with the stars more than the sand at our feet, so fascinated with the sky more than the silt beneath our toes and the seas that are actually within our reach. I mean, the sand and the silt and the seas are all right there to touch within our grasp. But we are fascinated to tilt our heads upward and seek. Seek to see what's up there, up there to look to, to look ahead to, to look up to. Hmm, I wonder, is it possible someone's always known how smart it is for us to look up? Maybe now when smartphones are tugging at our attention spans, an average of like over three hours per person per day, perhaps now is when we need to look up the most. Maybe we just need a good example, or two, of motivating folks who frequently looked up. Hey, here's one, Book of John 17. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. I full-on dig the visual from the lines of a specific poem, a poem by Gary Turk. It's called, Look Up. It says, Now, there's no more skipping, no hopscotch, no church bells in the steeple. We're a generation of idiots, smartphones, and dumb people. So next time when you're in public and you start to feel alone, put your hands behind your head and step away from the phone. So look up from your phone, shut down that display, take in your surroundings, make the most of today. So don't give in to a life where you follow the hype. Give people your love, don't just give them your like. Disconnect from the need to be heard and defined. Go out into this world and leave those distractions behind. Look up from your phone, shut down that display. Stop watching some video and live life the real way. That was well said, Mr. Gary Turk. Please, find some way to look up and let it work on you. Let it work in you and for you. Find something to look up ahead to, up there, just ahead of you. Find someone to look up to. Find multiple someone's hell to look up to because no one has ever been flawless and no one is. Nope. None are perfect, except well, maybe that one fella a couple thousand years ago. Apparently, he was pretty perfect. Sounds to me like even someone worth looking into and looking up to. And I'm pretty sure that he'd want you looking up to see where you're headed next. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry, page 89. Fear is pain arising from the anticipation of evil. Aristotle. And the guide's point of view on this? I like the two-sided coin analogy of the letters for fear, F-E-A-R. One is forget everything and run. The other, face everything and rise. What do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System? What have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just easily handed to you? Where are you adding to the world that's not only about you? I'll be grateful for all of that. Reflect on it, respect it, 
But before you navigate someplace next, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.